Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. You have to stop asking yourself the question of like, okay, what is the diet that I should be eating and what's the best workout? Throw that question, what, out the window. The question you should ask is when. (laughs) When do I eat certain foods and when do I do which workout? Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. 
Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Before I talk about my guest, I just want to remind you that I have launched the Light Pink Social page. So on IG, I am starting to build out the community. We're doing a lot of really cool stuff there. We're going to be interviewing some incredible women in the next month. And I'm going to be updating you all through that Instagram page. And also, you can go to lightpink.com if you want to be the first to know about when product is launched and how you can get it in your area. So L-I-T-E-P-I-N-K.com or go follow me on Instagram at at drink light pink. And again, that's drink L-I-T-E-P-I-N-K. And I'm telling you, if you like this podcast at all, it would mean the world to me if you go and follow and check that out because I really think we're building a really cool community with this. You have no idea what you have in store with what's coming with it. So on the podcast today, I have the Elisa Vitti, who is a functional nutritionist. She's a women's hormone expert, a best-selling author, and the founder of flowliving.com, which is such a cool app, you guys. I absolutely love it. It's so cool for tracking your monthly cycle. Not just that. That's kind of cool, right? But it is so cool to be able to know what you should eat, how you should exercise, how you're feeling, update really what was different from the month before, how you can change it. And I'm telling you, this conversation is so cool um, because she's also known as the hormone whisperer. Alisa has opened up the conversation about menstruation while helping and inspiring women to tap into their inner wisdom and feel good all month long. So she's a student at, she was a student at John Hopkins and she was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. When her physicians gave her only Band-Aid solutions to manage it, she realized that she wanted a more organic solution and she became the person who was determined to take matters into her own hand and turned it, uh, turned to food and functional nutrition to get to the root of her issues. And it worked on many, many levels. So after healing herself, her cystic acne, excess weight, infertility, and normalizing her period, she made it her mission to help other women do the same. So I'm telling you, this podcast was really eye-opening and I also took some uh, major measures after doing this and I absolutely love um, the results, just feeling so much better. So you guys, I think you're going to love it. Um, If anything, you might just love looking at the app and checking it out. So let's get started. Alisa, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, Laurie. It's so fun to be here. So it's so great. I got to meet you in New York. I I think that was almost three or four years ago now, which is just, I don't even know where the time is going. Um, But this is so much... Really, really. (laughs) I was just thinking that before I got on here and it just, it really is going faster and faster. Um, Not sure if you can tell me why that's happening, but (laughs) you are such a wealth of knowledge. I'm so excited to have this conversation today. And what people did not hear before we got on was I truly have so many questions about what it is that you do and uh, how this all originated for you. So maybe we could just get a quick synopsis of that um, before we jump into all of this amazing wisdom that you have to share. Sure. So I guess my original story is that I was a, a, a teenager with a lot of period problems. And specifically from the age of 12 to 22, I only got my period six times. Wow. And um, a few of those were uh, chemically induced with synthetic hormones. And I kept going to my doctors asking what was wrong with me. And they kept telling me nothing that I should just sort of do nothing about it. And I really could see 
that it was starting to impact well beyond my mm. period. It was affecting my weight. I was, you know, gaining a ton of weight. It was affecting my skin. I was covered in acne on my face, my chest, and my back. It was uh, disrupting my mood stability, my sleep, and just my ability to function in my everyday life and increasingly in you know very severe ways. And you know, I really found it fascinating that um, so many things I found fascinating. One, just how po- profound the effects of hormones are on the body and all of its systems mm-hmm. and how um, easily they become disrupted. I found it really interesting that uh, conventional uh, medicine does not have an adequate levels of research on women's hormonal issues, nor do they have adequate treatment for chronic hormonal problems like what I had, which was PCOS or fibroids or endometriosis. We all know Lena Dunham's sad story about having to have her uterus taken out because Mm -hmm. her endometriosis got so bad that that was her best option, unfortunately, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I found it really interesting um, at a young, you know, and I was exposed to all of this at a young age that this was going on in the 21st century. And at the same time, I was a student at Johns Hopkins University planning to become an OBGYN myself, um, always having been fascinated by health and biology. And so uh, all of these things kind of came together and I you know, was seeking out research to figure out what was wrong with me. And I was, I found, I was in the library at Hopkins one afternoon and I found um, an article that described my symptoms in, a, in an obstetrics journal. And uh, I took it to my GYN uh, and she said, oh my goodness, you're right. This, you do have PCOS. And we did the confirmatory testing and I asked her what it is that we should do. And she said, you know, Elisa, there's nothing that we can do to cure you. Mm. And this is going to get progressively worse. You know, I was already obese, Lori. I was already over 200 pounds. I'm mm. five foot six, right? Um, my acne was so bad that I would have to... I remember I used to use prescriptives under eye concealer because regular foundation just would not actually cover the, the inflammation. And it would take me about a half an hour to cover all the acne on my face to go outside to feel mm. slightly less you know, conspicuous um, and, you know, it was just totally disruptive, but she's like, yeah, there's nothing that we can do for you. We can medicate your symptoms to try to, um, you know, make them a little bit less, mm. you know, we can put you on the pill. We can put you on some medication for your skin. Um, we can put you on medication for your blood sugar issues as you continue to get worse. And as your symptoms then turn into more disease of inflammation, like um, diabetes, uh, infertility, uh, you know, and uh, and worse, you know, heart disease and cancer were talked about. Um, I, I, she's like, we'll just we'll do our best to medicate you along the way. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that's just not, that's just not my future, and that's just not good enough of of, of a solution. You know, mm-hmm. and now it's funny because I think back to that, and I think you know, about let's see now, about thirty years ago, uh, an older gentleman walks into his general practitioner's office and says, "Doc, you know, 
I've got a younger girlfriend. She's 45 and this guy is maybe, you know, 70. And I just can't get an erection the way that I want to. What do you got for me, doc? Mm. That doc says, gee, I don't have anything for you right now, but let me go round up millions of dollars of funding and let me put together all sorts of research and let's cure your erectile dysfunction, which is not life-threatening, nor does it impact your real quality of life Mm. (laughs) or health in any way. Uh, Let's do that for you. But for women who have been for centuries struggling with hormone issues and been underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed. I went undiagnosed for seven years. Most women with endometriosis go undiagnosed for a decade. Uh, It's just really laughable when you think about the contrast between how women are treated, the gender bias that's in medical research for women versus what the experience is for men when their issues are not even something that's affecting them every day for the you know four decades of their lives while they're having an actual cycle. So all that being said, I found it really important that I dedicate myself to researching and understanding everything about hormones and the endocrine system and how it is that we can recalibrate it uh, successfully. And so um, and I promised myself if I could figure that out that I would build a platform for other women to receive a more modern uh, form of menstrual health care. And that's uh, precisely what I did. So I, I created the flow protocol. I watched my body transform. Mm. I started my clinical practice and did that for a decade. And then in 2012, I launched the world's first um, fully virtual modern menstrual health care company called Flow Living. And we take care of women who have every kind of hormone issue um, around the world. It's pretty wonderful. And I've written a couple of books. This new one that's just out is, is pretty exciting. Um, but it's, it's amazing to be able to give women a different story, right? Not mm-hmm. a story that isn't like, oh yeah, you're going to have to just suck it up and suffer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like, actually, no, you have so much agency over how your hormones perform. Here's the information and education that you need and the tools that you need. And you can completely transform your experience of your health quickly. Mm. Wow, it's so interesting. I, I guarantee every single woman has her own story around something like that. I can think back to a time when I was a um, later teens and I hardly got my period, just like you. And it was, I had gone to the doctor and uh, the doctor told me, they're like, I think this is just how you are. <laughs> no idea that there was a, probably a million different things going on that it's such a tell, it's such a telling sign. So that's my first question um, is, is it, is there, is it normal for somebody to not have a regular period or is that truly our body trying to tell us something? Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's not normal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a hormonal imbalance. If, if you're having any type of um, irregular cycle, something is up with your endocrine system. You're designed to have a very um, regular and symptom-free monthly cycle. So it's so interesting as you're talking because if you know, there's so many things that we can pay attention to, right? Like we can pay attention to our our sleep, we can pay attention to our food, we can pay attention to our stress, our mood, all of those things. But I love that you truly. I feel like this is such an interesting 
way to look at it as in if we can focus on all of the things that can regulate your cycle, it really regulates your entire body, like your mind, your sleep, your mood, all of those things because it's all related. Um, so well, it was interesting because, um, you know, first of all, everything is connected, right? And I was so fascinated to see that, um, like in the past five years, uh, we've had just this like flood of, of information. It's, it's mm. been un- historically unprecedented to have all this content about hormones and women's health in a very highly accessible way because of digital media, right? Mm-hmm. And so my, in my mind, the logic, I've been watching this trend for at least five years. I'm like, okay, great. More content plus more access should equal more healthy women, mm-hmm. right? Logical. Mm-hmm. But in fact, 47% of women are suffering from hormone issues and some of them, some of that cohort is also in addition suffering with autoimmune issues. And I had to ask myself a question, why? Why is this getting worse? And when you compare it to the male cohort, it's like something like under 10%. Why are so many more women suffering? And this was the question that spurred me to write this new book and and led me down this really um, interesting uh, path of uh, of understanding something that I don't think we've ever talked about before and and really really proving this sort of science behind how things are actually connected um, and 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 I'll back up to say also that this is your your cycle the quality of your hormones are so important for your overall health as a mm-hmm. biomarker um, that the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists have actually decreed back in 2015 uh, or 16 that your period is your fifth vital sign. You know, wow. the other four vital signs that they take at the ER, mm-hmm. right? Your period for you as a female is your fifth vital sign, just as important as your body temperature. Wow. So if you haven't yet... Um, you know, started to understand and get educated about why you should take this seriously. I'm, I'm really excited for you to begin that journey because it's going to open. It's going to give you back your power in ways you couldn't possibly fathom. And so, and this is, and this is why. So, when I was asking myself this question, why are so many women sick? What's going on? I found two answers to that question. The first was that uh, women are being left out of medical, fitness, and nutrition research. And that's really important because um, it's very likely that all the uh, fitness routines and diet programs that you're trying, not to mention the fact that what I shared earlier, that there isn't enough research being done on your menstrual health conditions that create any actual viable solutions for you. Um, But all these other programs you're trying actually disrupt your hormones. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're being researched and and t- optimized for male hormones and male biochemistry, and so they're fundamentally disruptive to yours because we're not the same at all. Male, female biology, significantly different. Um, and then the second thing that I found <laughs> in my research uh, was that is that women have a second biological rhythm. So children, men 
women and and everyone, let's say over 60, we all have a circadian rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. We know what the circadian rhythm is. It's something we experience over the course of 24 hours. We know how vital it is for our health and productivity. We know, for example, that we shouldn't like sleep for five minutes and stay up for three days, that that's not going to be good for our health or our productivity, right? But women from their first period to their last for approximately four decades have an additional biological rhythm that is active called the infradian rhythm. And listen, again, I was a student at Johns Hopkins. I had never come across this term Mm -hmm. before. I've been doing podcasts with medical doctors. No one is being taught this term. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it refers to uh, the cycle uh, that exists uh, for 28 days for women, right? Hmm. And it affects, just like we know the circadian rhythm affects way more than just when you're awake and when you're asleep, right? It affects your blood pressure. It affects your bowel movements. It it helps with the timing of many key systems of your functioning during the day. It turns out the infradian rhythm for women really uh, governs the behavior of six key systems of the body, the brain, the metabolism, the immune system, the microbiome, the stress response system, and the reproductive system. And so that then, you know, it made everything, it really answered that question of, well, why are women so sick? It's Mm. because we're using diet and fitness plans and time management plans and productivity plans and power morning plans and work plans. all that are designed to optimize the male hormonal biological rhythm, which follows only the circadian rhythm. Mm. And everything that we're doing is is disrupting our infradian rhythm. And so, of course, that's going to negatively impact all six systems that I mentioned. So if you're someone who's interested in human potential in optimizing your health and well-being, in biohacking, in productivity. If you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you are interested in you know making the most of your time. This infrading rhythm is the key to unlock your best life, like mm. period, unintended. And it's so <laughs> exciting because it's just not information we've had before. Mm. Wow, that is so incredible to hear. Number one, it's always nice to know that you have something that you can tap into to feel better, um, to function better, and to understand yourself more. Uh, And number two, it's like so insane that we didn't really understand this or know this. And I think there's always been questions in all of our minds. Like, I'm sure, obviously, this is like your main interest in your life. It's always... Sometimes different, I'll wake up on a different day and be like, why do I feel this way today? Yesterday I felt this way and what's going on and why can't I just, it's it's very easy to be hard on yourself instead of maybe yeah. understanding what's going on. So now that I'm, my curiosity is completely peaked, what, how can we support ourselves around this and how do we find out what we should be doing? So of course, when I wrote this new book, In the Flow, I didn't want to just paint the picture frame around what the problem was. I did want to create a solution. And so the solution I created is called the cycle syncing method. So essentially, in order to support your circadian rhythm, right? You know, you should 
have a regular wake up and bedtime routine. You should wear blue light blocking glasses, right? Simple Mm -hmm. things. Similarly, when you want to support your infrading rhythm, which you must do, like you know you must support your circadian Mm -hmm. rhythm. Not a nice to do thing. It's a must do thing. Um, You must change what you're eating when you know, based on where you are in the cycle, you have to change what, which workouts you're doing based on where you are in that infradian cycle. Um, and you're going to change what you're focusing on mm. based on where you are in that infradian cycle to take advantage of the metabolic stress response, immunological energy, um, and cognitive fluctuations that take place across the infradian cycle. Just mm. like, Men do on a day-to-day basis. They take advantage of the fluctuations in their cognitive energy, stamina, um, socializing. You know, everything for them happens in a twenty-four hour period. Which is why, by the way, I think fundamentally biohacking is so popular among men mm. and a little less popular for women. Because, well, for two reasons: one, men need to biohack to extend their energy and concentration throughout the day, they really fall off the testosterone and cortisol cliff around 3 p.m., mm. which is why, by the way, corporate culture or most society is structured around this idea of like you do your big workout in the morning, you do your deep work in the morning, then you start to do meetings in the afternoon, and then you do social like happy hour starting around four o'clock because that's when biologically you can take advantage of the fluctuations as a male to optimize your productivity and fitness and health and well-being throughout the day. Mm. This men know, you know, how to do this because they're given the information about how their biological rhythms work and they take full advantage of it. Right? Mm-hmm. we're not given that information. And what we try to do is copy that pattern because we're it's being held up to us as this is the model for success. Wake up first thing in the morning at 5 a.m., right? I see a lot of male uh, coaches talking about how the, this like idea of like, the, you know, this optimal morning routine, right? 5 a.m. wake up, big intense workout, writing, deep work, whatever. Right, that's really yeah. good if you have testicles, <laughs> specifically because those testicles will be producing testosterone while you're sleeping, mm. right? And then you wake up with this big jolt of testosterone at 5 a.m. and it would behoove you greatly to wake up to take advantage of it to build your lean muscle um, and to do concentrate and get things done. Mm. And then at that wanes. In the afternoon, you know, you can use nootropics or you know, upgraded coffee or whatever you're going to do to extend your energy and stamina. If you want to, let's say, uh, do things that are not part of that natural biological rhythmic pattern. Mm. Now you have a whole other pattern. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, how do we take advantage of that? And I can break that down in a variety of ways. But I'm curious, Lori, where you're you're curiosity is going first. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm wondering, I'm analyzing myself as you're talking of like, have I trained myself into a routine? Um, (laughs) And and, and then that, oh, that also gets backed up, which I write about in the book too, because I'm a recovering perfectionist and this practice has saved my my, uh, feminine soul, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I can say is that This concept of perfectionism viewed through the lens of your biological rhythm is the fact that 
when you believe, when you are, when you have this big blind spot about your infradian rhythm, you, you, you do not even know that it exists, right? Mm-hmm. Then you inherently judge yourself for not being the same every day like men, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's a conscious thought or not, you know, this is what, you know, unfortunately, let's say the patriarchy is like the society that optimizes for male biological rhythms, right? <laughs> Polit- mm-hmm. Taking all the politics out of it, that's, that's at the fundamental, how I look at everything is through science and biology. And so um, I think that it's really interesting that what we are trying to do to survive in this environment that does not include our experience or our reality, right? Mm -hmm. As women is we strive for sameness Mm -hmm. and that we have substituted or we've made the same this idea of sameness equals perfection. And if we can achieve sameness every day, then we will succeed. Then we will be the, the, you know, we will be the rich entrepreneur. We will be successful. We will be happy. We will be thin. We will be whatever, right? Mm -hmm. If we can force ourselves to be the same every day, to wake up at the same time every day, to eat the same foods every day at the same times, to do the same HIIT workout every day, to be the same. Mm-hmm. And that only works again if you have male hormonal biological rhythms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are a female with female infradian biological rhythm, then this whole idea of being the same is really dysfunctional and it causes you to think really critically about yourself, negatively about yourself. You know, that inner critical voice is can be really sharp and nasty, like, oh, look at me, I have no willpower, I can't get up in the morning. You feel like a failure before you even start your day. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's all based on this information being withheld from you. When I gave my TED talk um a couple of years ago, I, I started out with a quote from Gloria Steinem, which is that from a young age, little boys are taught to use their bodies as a tool to master their environment. Mm -hmm. Whereas little girls are taught to view their bodies as a project to work on unendingly. Mm. And what I hope to help you understand by giving you the truth back about your biology is that you can use your body as a tool to master your environment too. So as far as with, especially right now in this time, I'm finding that I really am desiring a routine and it doesn't need to be the same, but it's kind of like wanting to know that you're waking up still for a purpose. So how does our purpose fit in with a routine that's ever changing? So it's not ever changing. It's changing four times. Okay. So that's good, right? Because instead of just it being this one pattern, you have four patterns. So you have to first identify which of the four phases of of your cycle are you in. Are you in the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, or the menstrual phase? And once you identify which of these four phases that you're in, then you go into, let's say, the book in the flow and there's a chart for which foods you should eat when mm. there's a chart for which fit which workouts you should do when and uh, and you know there's even a chart about which projects that you should work on when and there's the science also to help you understand why you would be making these changes so for example 
Um, a lot of women complain that when they ovulate, they have, um, you know, they break out on their chin or they feel bloated. They have some of these symptoms that, you know, feel a little bit off. And yeah. it has to do with us having this natural peak surge of estrogen during ovulation. That's what causes ovulation to happen amongst some other hormones. But if we're not eating in a way that helps us uh, optimize the efficient metabolism or breakdown of this hormone, we can have excess estrogen temporarily that can cause things like breakouts or bloating or headaches, mm -hmm. right? And of course, if you're having physical symptoms that are sort of disrupting your energy, how productive are you going to be that day? Mm -hmm. A little bit less, right? Just like yeah. if you didn't get um, you know, as much sleep as you needed, you can still do your day, but you're not going to be as efficient, yeah, right? Not even so close. that's why it's in, <laughs> it's like every little hack. That's what biohacking is about, mm -hmm. right? Like getting your body to work in a peak state of optimal functioning so that you can use your body as a, as a strong platform that is just holding you strong and steady and stable. So you can go and crush it with whatever you're doing. And women are particularly vulnerable to feeling like their their period really derails them because they don't know, they feel like they're powerless against their symptoms, which you just do not have to be. Mm. Um, so in the cycle thinking method, you'll learn which foods to eat during ovulation to help you flush that estrogen out. And it's really simple. So you'll just change what you're eating that week. Um, and then you'll change it again once you enter the luteal phase. What's interesting too about your cycle and how it's in, uh, how you have to change, why you have to change your diet across the infradian rhythm is because your metabolism changes across that cycle based mm. on the infradian rhythm's impact. So you have a faster, you have a slower metabolism in the first half during ovulation and the follicular phase, and you have a faster metabolism in the luteal and menstrual phases. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been documented that you need 237 more calories after ovulation <laughs> a day. That makes so, so much sense. I swear right? to you, I have days where I just said it to my, to my husband. I was like, I don't get it. Like I cannot, I am, and I honor it every month, but I'm, because I never notice a difference afterward ever. But it's just like, I'm eating way more and I feel like a bottomless pit just certain times. Well, it's when your metabolism speeds up. And, yeah. and so what you'll learn in the cycle syncing method is that you're going to actually be front loading this shift to the faster metabolism and taking care of this caloric need mm. Uh, by eating more complex carbohydrates and fats to help you keep your blood sugar stable. The bottomless pit binge eating mm -hmm. comes from uh, hypoglycemic dips when we don't properly balance our blood sugar mm -hmm. and eat proactively during the luteal phase. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really interesting. You'll almost be eating in like a macrobiotic way during the luteal phase. Uh, lots of legumes and root vegetables and things that are going to give you that slow, sustainable energy. And what's what's so interesting about this, and the same thing is going to apply to exercise, which I'll get to in a minute, is that if you do this, the thing that you've been conditioned to be afraid of, right, which is like, oh, you have to, you know, the the because there's no research being done on women, they just say, oh, women have a slower metabolism. So you have to compensate for that by restricting calories more and working out more, right? So if you restrict your calories 
in the first half of the cycle, that's fine. In the follicular and the ovulatory phases, you'll see in the cycle syncing methodology that you actually are going to be eating less and eating lighter foods. In fact, during ovulation week, you're going to be kind of eating a raw foods-based diet for that few days um, to help flush all that excess estrogen to give supercharge your liver with um, the nutrients it needs to detoxify estrogen really quickly. Um, but if you continue to do that and just eat you know, smoothies and salads all month long, you can actually end up gaining weight from restricting calories all month mm. because you're now working against your metabolism and it's going to trigger fat storage when you are restricting during a heightened, uh, you know, an increased metabolic state, mm. right? So, and the same thing is true of exercise. So they did a, a little bit of research, which I was able to pull for the book. And it turns out that for women, which is very different than for men, when you do cardio and high intensity interval training, you, you only can do that to gain lean muscle and burn stored fat in the follicular and ovulatory phases. If you do that post ovulation in the luteal and bleeding week, right, mm -hmm. you will turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting. So again, if you try to be the same all month long, do the same hit workout, you know, week over week or whatever, right? You're at best at the end of the month, you'll have made zero gains in lean muscle acquisition or reduction or efficient use of your fat stores. Hmm. But if you modify your workouts based on what is happening with your metabolism and your stress response fluctuations across the infradian cycle. And you drop that HIT workout after ovulation is done and you do, let's say, strength training like Pilates or strength training without a cardio component in the second half, you can really achieve optimal fitness very quickly. How do you think I lost 60 pounds without mm -hmm. deprivation or, you know, insane workouts, right? And mm -hmm. have kept it off, mind you, for 20 years um, is of course by working with my biology, right? You have to work smarter, not harder. And it's so powerful to do this because in my early years of my practice, Lori, I would see women coming in. There was a time where there was a trend uh, in fitness and health of like getting, you know, optim going through a triathlon training mm. to like get into peak shape. Yeah. And women would come to me after the training, after the race, and they'd say, I really don't understand what happened. I've done all this biking, uh, swimming, and running. And after all these months of doing this, they've put on 20 pounds. Mm. And this is why if you do, consistently the same workouts every day at the same high intensity level and you don't uh, shift it in the luteal and menstrual phases, you will gain weight and lose lean muscle. And that's completely different for men and completely different for postmenopausal women. So mm -hmm. that's the other thing you might be asking, well, what if I'm if I've if you've had your last period, if you're you're well past your cycling years, then you just go back to a circadian pattern. You can take advantage of doing that, you know, high intensity workout daily. You can do more intermittent fasting. You can do all of those things. But it, while your infradian rhythm is active, intermittent fasting, for example, has the opposite effects that it has in the research that's being talked about in media for women, right? So in media, we intermittent fasting has gotten so much. Um, airtime because it has promises an enormous amount of benefits. 
which are true for men and postmenopausal women. Um, you can improve your insulin sensitivity. You can improve your cognitive performance. You can um, improve autophagy. You can extend your longevity. I mean, it's like really beneficial. Yes. The studies that have been done on women in their reproductive years indicate that actually it's the opposite. It will worsen insulin sensitivity. It will destabilize mood. It will decrease cognitive function. And it will do things like shrink your ovaries and disrupt your thyroid. Hmm. So there's only one safe way to do intermittent fasting, which I talk about in the flow for women in there with an active infrading rhythm. And it's really important that you really start to understand that you have to stop asking yourself the question of like, okay, what is the diet that I should be eating and what's the best workout? Throw that question, what, out the window. The question you should ask is when. Mm. <laughs> when do I eat certain foods and when do I do which workout? And it has to be based on your biological rhythm. Mm. Doing this, of course, is going to supercharge your brain your energy, your mood, and it's going to give you access to, of course, it's going to decrease all your symptoms. Your PMS is going to go out of the window and it's going to allow you to start really being more productive in your life. Um, and I know firsthand how disrupted hormones and a disrupted infradian rhythm can really uh, disrupt your ability to be you know, in your full potential. So as far as uh, mood and energy, is that, so is it normal if we are like, if we took care of ourselves and we followed this particular rhythm, um, is, is it normal still to have, you know, these, these major dips in our energy or these, you know, different moods where we're feeling very either internal or we're feeling really blue or down. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can be the next week and you can completely feel like yourself again. Or is that something that truly is hormonal that you can keep more steady? Exactly. So the the degree to which you are disrupting your infradian rhythm mm -hmm. is the degree to which you will have severity of these swings mm. or these dips, right? Yep. I don't have mood swings and dips. And I really have lived that life where I did have mood swings like depression and anxiety and no energy and insomnia. So I under, like I, I've really lived through what dysfunctional and disrupted hormones feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and on the other side of that, what you are what nature designed you to feel like is balanced, mm -hmm. steady, consistent, right? Not the same, but consistently in a balanced, steady mood, consistently energized, consistently, symptom-free. That's how nature designed you as a female. Um, and so this whole mythology that like, oh, you're supposed to have PMS is false. This mythology that you're supposed to have symptoms or the curse is false. It's gender-biased rhetoric. It's propaganda, whatever. It's not true. It's not accurate. It's not scientifically accurate. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important for you to know. Now, in 1996, Dr. Catherine Woolley of Northwestern University discovered that your brain as a female changes structurally by 25% across the cycle, mm. right? As it's being impacted by the infradian biological rhythm. This is extraordinary. Now, recent research, as recent as three years ago, concluded uh, very specifically that 
regardless of this structural change that you are as a female equally capable of all you know cognitive high performing leadership everything all everything is perfectly functional you can do anything at any time but you have these added advantages of having certain regions of your brain being hyper stimulated hormonally across these four phases mm-hmm. like for example during ovulation, you have this supercharged uh, levels of estrogen that that stimulate the verbal and social centers of your brain. So wouldn't it make sense to plan as many verbal and social-based activities as you could during that week, right? Mm. Of course it would. It's going to reduce the stress. Mm-hmm. Like you know how it feels when you are in, and you may not have connected it to your ovulation, but let's say when you get invited to a networking event and it's during ovulation week and you are so excited to go and you love it and you have that moment that those that night of serendipity where you're just meeting people and it feels like the stars are aligning yes mm-hmm. and then you go the following week <laughs> during your luteal phase and you don't want to go you're dragging yourself there it's it drains your energy and the next day you wish you hadn't gone mm. right mm-hmm. This is what I mean about reducing friction. What if you could structure your schedule so that you'd never have that friction? Mm-hmm. You can. In mm-hmm. fact, I was so frustrated by all the time management systems that I had encountered from Tony Robbins to Franklin Covey that only structure the planning around the circadian rhythm that I built in, and it's in the book, In the Flow, the world's first uh Female biohacking time management system that takes into account both your circadian and your infradian rhythm into your daily and monthly planning. So it'll show you, and there are charts to help you understand which activities should you plan when at work based on what's happening with those changes in your brain, right? During the luteal phase, actually, because of the introduction of estrogen in, I'm sorry, progesterone into the hormonal mix, you're much more excited and stimulated positively to do things that uh, are like more deep work related, getting mm-hmm. things done, doing, get crossing things off your list, bringing things to completion, right? Mm-hmm. That's less interesting to you in the follicular phase when levels of hormone concentrations in your brain make you interested in ideation and brainstorming and planning out your project map for the month. So why not organize your workflow according to your infradian rhythm? Of course, it makes so much sense. And again, the guys are doing this already according to their circadian rhythm, right? They're doing this to their great advantage. And it would be to your great advantage to start planning everything with your work around your infradian rhythm. I mean, this has been the secret to my success as an entrepreneur, um, for so long, you know, and I'm so happy to be able to share it with more women in, in this new book about, um, you know, there's several chapters on productivity and time management and, uh, work, um, to really help you as an entrepreneur or in your corporate environment to really start to, um, leverage this, this rhythm in your life. So I know that you had um, mentioned before this, we were talking about morning routines and uh, learning how to manage your time and manifesting faster. Can you tell me a little bit about... um, I think the two that I'm really interested in are the morning routines. You touched on it lightly, um, but also what did it mean when you said manifesting faster? 
Sure. All right. So I'll, I'll do morning routines first. Okay. <laughs> so, um, again, as I've talked about before, men, when they sleep, they make all their testosterone for the next day and mm-hmm. they wake up, they, they get their first big surge of the release of those newly produced hormones, both testosterone and cortisol around 5 a.m. So it's optimal for them to wake up early and start their day at that time. For women, this fluctuates in a four-pattern way, right? And so um, in the book, you'll actually, in the back of the book, I think it's page 346, um, there's a whole series of downloads, one of which will give you sort of the this morning routine outline. But essentially, what you want to be doing is during the follicular and ovulatory phase, you can wake up a little earlier. Now, because women have a more... Um, a complex and powerful brain, you actually do need 20 minutes more sleep every night because your brain needs extra time to go through its self-cleaning process compared to men. Mm. Um, so do not be waking up with your husband if you're in a partnership with a man at the same time. It's detrimental to your cognitive performance for the entire day and will disrupt your blood sugar as well, which means then you're just totally screwed from a hormonal point of view the whole day until you reset at night. So do not think that you should strive to wake up with your husband at 5 a.m. You guys have to biohack totally differently, right? What's what's good for the goose is not good for the gander or whichever mm-hmm. one is which. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so you, you're going to wake up at a time that feels uh, good for you. You need a good amount of sleep, at least seven hours. Um, and so if that means you can wake up at six, great. If it means you can wake up at seven, great, whatever, whatever it is for you. Okay. And then, um, you can in the, in those, in that first half of your cycle, you can do your workout in the morning. If that feels like, you know, you're feeling up to it, that actually would work for you. In the second half of your cycle, you don't want to be you can wake up at the same time, but you don't want to be jumping into an intense workout in the morning. And certainly you're not going to be doing a HIIT workout in the luteal or the menstrual phases, but you would want to slow roll your, let's say the more intense form of movement, which could just be Pilates class until midday or a slightly later. Um, and you would maybe start the morning with some just gentle stretching, something that's just going to really enliven and wake the body, some breath work. You're, you are not going to want to just push yourself into a workout in the second half of the cycle first thing in the morning because it's going to affect uh, in the wrong way your stress response system, which in the second half of your cycle, you have higher resting rates of cortisol, which means that if you were to wake up and then immediately go into that heavy workout, what you're going to do is jack up your cortisol levels. You're going to burn through your adrenal reserve and you're going to feel fatigued and burnt out much more quickly that day. And then it's going to be a negative spiral for several days, mm. right? Again, making you less productive, mm. less able to concentrate. The, the, it's, it's so in, important to understand that just because that same routine day in and day out is good for guys and does optimize their cognitive performance and their concentration, it, at the wrong time in your infradian cycle, it will have the opposite effect for you. Very, very important. And again, the reason, the only reason I keep bringing up the men 
is not because I have anything against them. I'm, I'm married to one. I think they're great. <laughs> I have two brothers. I got no issues with them. It's just because we've been conditioned for so long to model their behavior. And it's been at our extreme physical and psychological expense. And that has to stop because 47% of women are sick and I just can't tolerate that. Mm. Right, So I'm only bringing it up so that you can start to notice that conditioning in your own mind of, oh, I should wake up early. No, you sh- you need 20 minutes more sleep than your male partner if you're in a heterosexual relationship. Mm. Um, oh, I should do my workout every morning. No, you should do the right workout at the right time of the day based on where you are in your cycle. Mm. Right? Yep. And, oh, I should do all my journaling and deep writing and deep work first thing in the morning. No, actually, that is irrelevant for you. <laughs> it's more about what should the focus of your week be uh, based on what's happening in your brain. And then when does it feel good for you to do that? You, you don't fall off the energy cliff every day the same way men do. So you have a lot more space to do all the projects you want to do, space and time. Hmm. So interesting. It's, you have an app as well, right? Yes, so that in case you're confused about where you are in your cycle and what 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 should you be doing when the app that I built is the first app to to help women uh, use the cycle singing method. Of course, it's my creation, um, and it's called My Flow. And you can download that at myflowtracker.com. And and what's cool about it is it'll not only tell you why you're having a symptom and what you should do about it. But it'll tell you um, in the cycle syncing feature, like where you are in the cycle, which foods you should eat, which workouts you should be doing. And it'll allow you to schedule them into your calendar of choice. Mm. You can really start to make this um, a seamless part of how you organize your time. That's awesome. I'm literally buying it right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, I'm such an app person. I actually enjoy... It's kind of like getting lost and like, where am I this month or what's going on? Or So that's a really, really... I love that you have that to accompany it. But obviously the book is just going to be like a wealth of everything that we chatted about and then some. Because I know that we're literally only talking about like an eighth of this, but I, I don't want to leave people hanging because they're like, Lori, you just talked about manifesting faster. So we'll yes. end on that. <laughs> okay. So what's really neat about the infradian rhythm, of course, is that it mirrors the creation matrix in general, right? So anybody who's talking about manifesting, we, we think about it in four stages, right? And I'm sure, Lori, you could tell me what those are because you're manifesting genius, right? <laughs> so they are you know, planting the seeds of a new idea, right? Ideating, coming up with something that just, just turns you on. Then it's step two is speaking it into reality. Right? Speaking about your commitment to going after it, speaking about what it is, speaking to other people about what you're up to and letting serendipity happen. The speaking it is important. Um, the third step is the nurturing, the tending, the doing. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to do the work of, of to make your idea come to fruition. Yes. And then the last piece of, of manifesting is celebrating and receiving and being grateful for what you put created. Mm. These are the four steps. It's so interesting that uh, in nature, right? When you talk about um, something, you know, we take that same analogy of manifesting into the garden, right? When you want something to, you want to grow a peach tree or you want to grow a cabbage, you know, you like Mm -hmm. plant some cabbage seeds, you... 
um, let the sun stimulate that, right? That's that form of socializing. Then you tend to it with water and soil maintenance and weed pulling. You do all the hard work of like really nurturing that cabbage. And then you pick it and eat it and celebrate and be grateful for the food that you've just consumed, right? Mm-hmm. That That's where this manifestation um, pattern is taken. It's taken from the natural growth cycle in nature. And of course, because nature has chosen the double X chromosome to be this the population that 3D prints tiny human beings, you better believe that that natural growth pattern, that creation matrix is embedded into you via the infradian rhythm. So each of these four phases of your cycle allow you to tap into that particular stage of manifestation, right? In the follicular phase, ideating, coming up with your new plan, your new desires. Then in the ovulatory phase, because of the stimulation in your verbal and social centers of your brain, speaking that into reality, connecting with others to make it happen, is you're aligned with that energy inherently. And then in the luteal phase, which by the way, the, what's the what? What do we need the most when we're manifesting? We need the longest amount of time to do the work to make it happen. The luteal phase is the longest phase of the cycle. It's 10 to 12 days. Nature wants to give you that that time to be aligned with getting things done so that you can manifest efficiently each and every month. And then of course, it gives you every month when you're bleeding that opportunity. Actually, I haven't even talked about what happens in your brain during the bleeding week, but it's incredible what happens to the hemispheres of your brain. Mm -hmm. And because of what's happening there, you are primed to receive, evaluate, and really be present to all that has taken place in that month and to make course corrections for the next month. Mm. So when you understand that you can manifest in this monthly way, very efficiently, just by aligning with where you are in the infrading rhythm, you can really get rid of this whole idea of like New Year's resolutions. You just have to do them monthly. And you can understand that you've been, you know, you are yourself the same force of nature that is in all things that allows all things to come to fruition. And if you just align with that pattern, instead of wasting your precious life force energy, trying to force yourself to be the same every day in that circadian way, the faster you drop that and the the more fully you align with your infradian rhythm, the faster you will manifest. It's the same difference between trying to push a hockey puck across a, a flat surface right? If you push that hockey puck across the flat surface, it's going to speed up a little bit, but then the friction from the floor will eventually slow that down and it will stop. Mm -hmm. But if you take a bicycle wheel and you rotate it and you get it moving and you just let it go and go and go, or these imaginary physics rooms that have no walls, right? Mm -hmm. And the bike wheel can stand up on its own magically, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It'll just go forever and it will pick up speed. Mm -hmm. And that is the, that is the, mechanics of the of what of your infradian rhythm if you align with it you get more done faster with less friction mm. and that's why you can manifest faster as a woman oh it's so interesting because there are those times in life that you really are like wow and you try to figure out what was that that just made this go so well or what is this that's making me feel this way when yesterday i felt that way 
And I think it's so beautiful to be able to... It's This is a wonderful time right now with the timing that we're in to be able to kind of reevaluate everything that we're doing, be able to change your workouts, look at different food that you're eating, maybe sleep longer because we don't necessarily have the same schedules that we had at this particular time in the world right now. So this was such a beautiful, timely conversation. Um, your book, I'm like salivating at the mouth, but I've actually just been clicking through your app while you're talking. I'm very excited about it. You guys should go check that out right away. There are so many awesome things that are for somebody who's also um, likes quick tips. It's like, this is freaking awesome. How long did this app take you to do? Well, I a uh, couple of years. Okay. I was going to say, this is like a lot of beautiful work right here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm very proud to say that it's always ranked in like the top 10 paid period, paid apps in yeah. the health and fitness category on iTunes. Uh, not There is no period category. So uh, it's up there with sleep trackers and step trackers. And um, I think the reason why it's so popular is because it really puts uh, information and power right at your fingertips, mm-hmm. right when you're really experiencing it in real time, right? So yes. you don't have to be encyclopedic like me and this is my life's work. You can just say, oh, wait, I'm having chin acne today and the app will know where you are in your cycle and it'll tell you why you're having chin acne today mm-hmm. and what you need to do. But then it'll also tell you how to do all the cycle syncing method stuff, which is just going to make you um, healthier and it's going to make you an unstoppable force of nature in your career. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, I'm like, it, I'm blown away by it that I didn't know about it sooner. So I'm super excited. And where can we get your book? Where can we find you, follow you, all the fun stuff besides your app? So you can, and I hope that you do, get all these great free gifts with the book purchase by going to intheflowbook.com. There's at the bottom of the page, there's, all, you know, you can buy the book wherever books are sold. But then if you come back and enter in your code, you can get all of these amazing free gifts, which are still available. Um, you can, if you're having period issues and you need support with that, please check out flowliving.com, which is the modern menstrual healthcare company that I built a long time ago for you all. Um, you can follow us on our social at Flow Living, and you can also follow me on my personal IG account at, uh, at alisa.bd. Well, I'm so grateful for you. And I have to tell you, I'm like, I, I can tell all of the passion that you have behind this. And thank you for dedicating your life to something that affects half uh, over half the population. <laughs> so, no problem. <laughs> yes. And, and thank you for this beautiful conversation today. I'm thank really, you. really just, yeah, it's perfect timing for everything that's going on in the world. And um, I always end on one last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you are in an elevator with someone or you're passing them on the street. It's a total stranger and you have literally like 30 seconds with them and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? And what do you say? The way out is in, Mm. out of unhappiness is in, into your infradian rhythm, into mm. your inner knowing, into your rhythm, into your body. Come home to yourself and you will be much, much happier. Mm. Thank you so much. And you guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, uh, make sure to text a friend, share it with somebody, upload it on Instagram, all of the things. And I think the biggest gift that you can give to somebody if they have impacted your life is to upload this on Instagram and tag them, tag Alisa and let her know 
what your favorite part was, what you got out of it, what you learned about yourself. So you guys make sure that you upload it. Tag myself, tag Alisa. Alisa, what should we tag you at? At Alisa Vitti and at Flow Living. Amazing. So we cannot wait to see all of your takeaways. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring, and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, 
I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.